Hello, powerful beings, and welcome to the I Am Sovereign podcast. This is a podcast to remind you, embolden you, empower you to remember the sovereignty that you were born with, the sovereignty that you are, and the sovereignty that we must walk in right now in this time in our lives. So, warrior up, angel up. Lighten up, goddess up, God up, all of it up so that you can stand in the truth of your sovereignty right now, right here, today. So relax, chill, and enjoy this episode that we have for you on the I Am Sovereign podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Am Sovereign podcast, and I have Bodie Horn with me today. That is our special guest, and he is all about reminding us to be centered in the human spirit, and that when we center around that, everything else will flow, and I absolutely love that message, and I love the medicine that he's bringing, and so we're all just going to dive in and get to know Bodie and his medicine and his magic and all of what he's contributing to this world right now. So, Bodhi, introduce yourself to the people, please. Thanks so much for having me, Shauna. I'm Bodhi Horn, and um, yeah, as Shauna said, I'm just here to, it's just to allow the creative to flow through me and to, to serve in that way, to experience that ecstasy and um, really just celebrate life. Beautiful. Like, enough said. Mic drop. Interview over. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. So what does sovereignty mean to you? Being sovereign. Such a beautiful question. Such a beautiful concept and awareness. Sovereign, um, to me, comes from a, a, a creative reference point where the, the agent is, is self-determining, is self-generating. Uh, where you are the ruler and the maker of your experience. Mm. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. The canvas and the artist. I love that. I love that. I love that. So tell me moments in your life, and it can even be this year. Let's Let's go with the most recent where maybe you felt like you weren't sovereign or you forgot your sovereignty and how you got back into that alignment and centering. Oh my God. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this is recent. This is so recent. It's made such a huge impact in, in really everything. So in my business development, when I was moving into a new phase of my business, uh, I was taking a lot of advice from, uh, just people in the industry and a couple different mentors. And, uh, and I realized I was trying to fit into something mm. and, and it was so uncomfortable and it was so, it just wasn't moving the way that I knew that it should. And so I was like, you know what? I, I dropped in with the spirit. I was like, I need to weigh this out, look at the proportions of all this and, and, what am I, what's the most important thing? What I really need to share. And when I dropped back into that sovereignty, that, that place where your soul speaks to you, instead of listening to everything around me, even the experts and even, even people who are doing, um, doing modeling what it is that, that I'm going to do. 
I realized everyone's got their own way of doing this. And so I dropped into my spirit and just connected with my own authenticity and started owning that more and more. And it's so funny spending a lifetime of developing that. And still, even today, I've still got work to do and I love it. So just being reminded, you can learn from the things around you or I can learn from the things around me. Um, but it's still up to me to be self-generating, to be self-producing, to refer to my own creative spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And it reminded me of that um, the song, that the uh, title of it for whatever is leaving my head right now, but it's playing on a loop and it's like, the work is never done. As soon as the moon falls, here comes the sun. You know, like as long as we're in these human bodies, as long as we're on this side of life, we're gonna we're gonna continue to have these opportunities to grow and expand and to learn. It's such a beautiful thing of the human experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's that piece that I support my people with, my clients with, is like being able to be in that authentic flow and what works for you. And also using like blending strategy that's work and that's tried and true, but still making it for you to where it comes out, the words come out are yours and they reach your people instead of like someone else's words trying to reach your people, which just will miss them every single time. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely vibe with that. So you live near me. And so like, I have not seen you out in the world, which is not a surprise because we've been pretty much like quarantined, but it's fine. So what are you doing around here? Like if I were to like run into you somewhere, where would it be? Like, what are you doing out in the, in the mountain area? Right on. So, um, <laughs> so as far as being out and about, usually I'm, I'm working when I'm out. So, uh, there's a couple local spots that I absolutely love. Bimberry Bond, like hands down. Bimberry Bond, I love that place so much. Good foods, good eats. And I just, I can work there and eat some of the dankest gluten-free food I've ever had in my life. Um, otherwise, you can find me at, at Odds or, or Battle Cat. And uh, used to do a lot of Mothlight events because they had so many awesome bands coming through. But you may have heard that uh, they're being shut down. No, I only went to one hex party or maybe two hex parties there. Mm -hmm. And then they made a post that it was shutting down. And I was like, oh, man, because I love live music. So, OK, the Ben and Bere Bonds place that you're talking about. Is that over by Firestorm? Because I've been hearing about it. Yep. OK. OK. All right. I definitely I'm excited to get there at some point in time. OK, and these these odds and battles something like what is that? I don't know what those places are. OK, so odds cafe and battle cat um, battle cat cafe or coffee. Um, again, you know, you, you got me. I'm all about the uh, the coffee and uh, I just love that environment when working. I could either do that with headphones or just listen to the ambiance of people um, while writing or, or reading. And uh, it's really nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how have you been taking care of your spirit and your body in these last, let's just go ahead and chalk it up to seven months, like since 2020 hit, because 2020 was like, pow, I'm not like any other year. Get ready. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no doubt. Um, so it was really neat because just before uh, 2020, <laughs> 2020, like that's the, 
just before 2020 hit, uh, I had kind of taken a step back, a little sabbatical from um, a lot that I was doing online and in a couple other business ventures. Um, and, and, and again, it was because I was like, okay, I really need to just be coming from my center. And so I kind of unplugged and that was the beginning of it. And I unplugged from a lot of the social, from a lot of the news and stuff like that. I've never been big on news anyhow. And uh, over the past few months, when I get like this little kind of itch or this voice saying, oh man, you're not doing enough or, oh man, you should be doing this and you should be doing that. Um, I recognize that and I'm like, <laughs> I realize, okay, I, I, I'm creating this, this game as I go along and, and, and I'm deciding the things, the standards and, you know, basically what it is I have to do. Basically what I did is I stopped fussing at myself. I said, Hey man, what is it that you really need to, to, to grow here? <laughs> and then I started giving myself what I really need. And sometimes that was, um, sometimes that was space to meditate when I should have been doing something else, or maybe that was, uh, getting out and just going and doing work, even though I didn't want to. And then sometimes, um, it's just really, for me, a lot of times it's not the most can, it's not the common sense thing to do. And that's, what's worked for me is instead of falling into routine, taking pause and listening and then following through with that. That's, that's really served me physically, mentally, emotionally relationships also. So what before this year supported you? What practices, ways of living, ways of being, mm. um, ways of embodying supported you to be ready for the, re the great retreat of 2020 and just kind of being able to flow and listen to your body and feed your needs? Mm -hmm. A lot of spiritual work. Um, you know, I, I feel like despite the, the way we frame our problems, I feel like there's usually a spiritual answer and I feel fortunate and lucky that um, early on I, I started falling into um, or developing certain types of practices that just really keep my spirit mm, at the forefront as much as possible. And uh, that's not to the neglect of anything else. That's in order to get things aligned. Um, so with that, pranayama has played a huge part in in my life and my practice uh, i usually do about 10 to 20 minutes every day of pranayama um, morning practice it, it's great um, also practice kriya um, and uh, sending out meditations and good intentions for the world uh, meditation does play a huge role and then also on a more active front uh, i do a lot of um, ceremonial magic or ritual magic and um, and that's also very powerful and, and centering as well to just create an, atm an inner atmosphere where you can orient things and create an order so, so that's been helpful for me magic is a huge part of my life that's art oh and art and magic have really been the things that have kept me mm, sane and and healthy <laughs> Okay, pause. <laughs> you know how you, you may hear things and it's like your ear starts to like get a little like it pulls out. It's like, I'm, I want to hear this. Like you just kind of like feel this pull. When, mm -hmm. when you talked about ceremonial ritual magic, like I felt like my soul 
like pulled and I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. My jam, lots of path working initiations and all of that. And so I also know that it's become something that lots of people use in the way that it was not like originally intended. So, or they just make it their own, which we're free to do. So I want to know what you mean by ceremonial ritual magic. Okay. As much as you can tell, because I understand too that it's like private for the most part and sometimes. So right on. True that respect. Um okay. Uh, I'm gonna try and give you the the because it is like and I'm glad and I could tell that there's this there's this attention to magic in in your path as well. Uh, I can pick up on that and I was aware of that before we connected. Um, so I'm happy to share this with you. Basically when I was, when I was 13, I got my like big kid library card. Right. And, um, and, and the section that I, I, I stumbled upon like a fringe section, you know, at first it was like UFOs and like weird shit, like witches and la di da. And then really quickly it got my mind turning. I started asking questions. Um, like why do people have different experiences? Why do people have like so much power over others. Why do people want to give away their power? So like, I, was, I was just trying to wrap my head around it. And, and very quickly, those books and studies led to uh, communication, psychology, and, and all the things that fall under that umbrella from fringe to academic. And, um, and I realized uh, really early on, it's like, it's, it's what we do with our mind. It's, it's how we represent things that is going to delegate and determine what our experience is and from there you know uh, we're talking a few decades there's different waves of okay magic is this magic is that blah 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 but really um i love to use it for the for the practical purposes and of making a difference and you know you being the creative powerhouse that you are you know, and, and everyone else being the, the creative, like what that they are when they do their own work, when they decide how they're going to represent things, how they're going to relate to their world and to themselves. Yo, <laughs> yo, like that's game. Like, you know, apotheosis over here. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. I felt like you just told me so much and also like not intimately going into what I was asking, but like also like still feeding me. So I'm so, my body's so confused right now. It's like, yeah, but wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So mm, question, like the question that keeps coming up within me is like, were there like, the medicine of your people or like anything within your lineage or DNA that called you into the magic and like in the practical magic, when you're in these rituals, like what are some of the elements of the ritual? If you don't mind sharing that, but yeah, just, just if you have like delved into the intricacies of you and where this connection of the magic like originated from beyond like the nothingness, the, 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 uh, Keter, you know, but like as you came into this world, but like, in this human body, if you've traced it back. Wow, in this human body, I do feel it. I haven't tapped into it in a very specific way, but there is an awareness that I have. Um, I've, 
I have always felt sort of like there's been a setup for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 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 like here, here's the thing. And you're going to be right here in it and blah, blah, blah. There's, and I feel that it has to do with my lineage. Um, you know, a large part of me, uh, Native American, my great grand, great grandmother. Yes. My, no, my great, great grandmother. Nope. Sorry. Once again, <laughs> my grandmother, um, Cherokee Indian and, uh, and then Blackfoot and Cherokee on my mother's side as well. And then also, uh, mainly like Celtic and Nigerian. And then, you know, when I look at some of the traditions and the stories that have come, you know, from, you know, historically, it's, it's pretty interesting to look at the, uh, the power there. So, yeah, there is some of that. I'm not sure that's what initiated necessarily consciously for me, but I, I am aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have Cherokee as well, Blackfoot Chickasaw. Um, and that's one of the reasons, and also like Gullah Geechee, the Gullah, the Geechee. And so that's what really called my soul here. I did, uh, I had this uh, voodoo session last last year at some point, and it was like super chill. It's like you and I talking right now. Like people, one day voodoo will be cleared of its name, right? But like right now people are just moving through however they need to. Um, but what it was really just us like moving through together what was coming up next for me. And it was like a lot of lineage um, healing and also integration. And I didn't know, like in that conversation, I'm always open. Like I can be in a relationship, we can be together together three years. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna move to, (laughs) I'm gonna move to like Italy or something. You know, it's just like, that's just how I roll. That's just how I am, like just free. And so I didn't think that in that year that I would wind up moving to Asheville but um, like a few months later, I was in a meditation and the relationship that I was in had come to an end. So it wasn't just me leaving. Um, and I was like, and in that meditation, it came through like, hey, remember, you're supposed to move to Asheville. Now it's time for you to go. And within a month, I was like packed up, ready, moved here, had a place, had like all the things in because that's like it was time. A year before that, I was like, I'm moving to Asheville. It's calling me, you know? And it was like, no, you need to stay where you are for at least another year. And I was like, okay, because I can just accept it and just like flow with it and make it amazing wherever I am and have so much fun and bring value. And so I want to know for you, as you were talking, it's like, earlier before we started recording this, (laughs) I'm just like, and this, and this, and this, and this. (laughs) So before we started recording this, you talked about how like basically you got out the plane got out the car and you were like here and you felt the felt the ground felt the earth felt the mountains felt the spirit felt the courts felt all that's here in Asheville. the air was different and you were like okay there's something different about here and so you've been here for four years what have you discovered about that initial scent for you right on about the initial sense yeah does that make does that make sense yeah yeah <laughs> okay. totally okay um so i think what i was sensing is just the what i've experienced is a an invitation to do or be different um an invitation to to uh, present your creativity to incubate or 
develop your creativity. I've sensed a lot of that, seen a lot of that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was part of it is realizing that when I set my feet down here, that it gave me an opportunity to really establish myself more as an artist to really work on it. Cause while I was on the road, that was more difficult um, painting and, and writing and things like that. But having a, a you know, a solid spot uh, in Asheville has is, is kind of been like that for me. It's, yeah. it's welcomed me pretty much in any of my endeavors said, uh, yeah, you want you want to do this crazy thing. You want to teach, you want to perform, you want to, let's try it. Let's do it. So it's been sweet. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot to be grateful for here. My, I got here in November of last year and my experience has been very interesting because it's like, I'm coming here to bring tools and gifts and like to lead from my magic that I've been leading from for years. And not that I want you guys to mold me into what you think I should be doing because of who I present as in the skin, with this hair, with this spirit, whatever. And so it was a lot of that in the beginning of the year, like people were trying to put me in this like social justice box, you know, and like racial equity. And I'm like, I'm all about that. Like, yes, but that's not what I'm here to do. But you need to go to this person because that's literally what they're here to do. And that's their platform and that's their medicine. I will right. always be about love and being like, not even equal treatment, but like there has been, um, there has been a lot of harm in this world on so many layers and so many levels. And a lot of that is coming up and coming out because we can no longer live that way. And a lot of it has been masked with, with racial issues, gender issues, sexuality, orient, sexual orientation issues. And so all of that's bubbling up even more than it was before. But when I came here, it was like, I have always lived in the South. Okay, stay focused. Hello. <laughs> Hi, buddy. He's like, who is that? Who is that? Okay. Okay. Anyways, we're back. So, um, I've always lived in the South. And so I've always been aware of just like the energy of the South and the awareness that the South moves with that's very different than other areas. So whenever I talk to people who aren't from the South, they're like, that's not normal. That's not like, I don't know what that energy is, you know, but coming to Asheville, it was like, it was something different. It's like this melting pot of angst and anger and like, Mm -hmm. um social justice and also like classism and radicalness and creativity like all of these things and they're just like bubbling and bumping each other like, like just running into each other and also like this stagnant energy that i experience and i'm like i'm not here for stagnation like i'm just gonna because i've been retreating as well you know like i'll go out and i'll do my things and i just come back i probably spent more time silent and by myself these last like 10 months than I have in my life. And I, I love being alone and in silence. So that's saying a lot for me. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just like, I felt that like tog that toggle of like, you're supposed to be like this. And then finally, these last few months have been like, these are my services. This is how you can access me. And this is what I'm available for. Anything else I'm not available for. And I am only nurturing the relationships that I came here with or the ones that like spirit is like, these are your people. And you can also welcome them in. But like anything else, you want free services, you want discounts, you want like any of that. It's like my boundaries have gotten to to rise. And I mean, I'm pretty boundary. So I'm like Fort Knox up in this bitch now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you relate to, to that? Like any of that in there? 
you I, you said it so much better like you really encapsulated a lot um so the art part and like that openness was like my immediate experience and that was really the more personal experience is as a social observer Asheville is so unique in the in all those ways that you just mentioned because it's all here it's all there and 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 you're washing it like bumping up against it. Sometimes it's in the same circle. Sometimes it's across the street. It is just, <laughs> it's really wild. And I think it does make for um, a lot of activity, a lot of activity. Um, I, don't, I don't know how else to say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. So you made a post one day and the, I'm going to try to to spit out the essence of the post, but it was basically like, going back to the the centering around human spirit, right? Like that was the essence of it. Like, let's focus on that. But it was like, also don't call, and if I'm wrong, just correct me. Cause you know where I'm getting ready to go. Like I already feel like you know the post I'm going to. So we could just skip yeah. this whole thing. You could just start talking if you want to. <laughs> uh, well, if you want to clarify if there's a certain point that you, cause it was kind of a packed, a kind of a packed post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like it left me like, okay, yes, yes, yes. Going to be in discovery more with this. Yes, yes, yes. Just going to speak on this little piece and then like dip out. Right. So it was basically like, <clears throat> and in my mind right now, I'm like, okay, was that? Cause I have another friend that's on a similar thread. So was it like, don't call me POC. Like I don't identify as a person of color yada 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 so let's just go down that that tunnel that vessel right now let's do it yeah all so right give us your your perspective yeah happy to so um just a, just a quick uh preface to that is I, I took this big five personality test recently and um and apparently i'm on the like extreme end of non-agreeableness <laughs> <laughs> So like, if you put me in a room with a hundred people, there's going to be 15 people that are more agreeable than me. <laughs> Wait, more. Yeah. They'll be more agree. So yeah. Anyways. Um, I don't like being put in boxes. I don't like, I'm a minimalist in a lot of ways. I'm an, better yet. I'm an essentialist. I like what's essential, especially when it comes to um, things like, identity or relating to one another or like and to me um poc or person of color i feel that that was a term that was invented for people i don't feel like i don't feel like quote unquote people of color came up with that term per se now i haven't done any studies on that this is one particular thing that has that were kind of magnifying because it is something specific i said However, there's a lot of terms that have been manufactured for society that, that I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to play that game. Like I've got other, I've got other things that I'm doing that are more important in, on my table. Right. Um, I'm not saying what, what's, what's valuable to someone else is valuable to someone else. I'm saying, uh, I, I don't appreciate if someone's talking with me, we're trying to talk like, um, like, Hey, what's really what's what's the real issue with why people want to hurt each other why people want to tear each other down and if if people want to get straight into um oh it's just race or and they start like using these terms 
I need to dig deeper. I need to go layers deeper. Um, and forgive me if I'm talking in circles, but as far as like POC, I just feel it was a manufactured term that has been given to me and I don't comply personally. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, obviously in the sense of like, obviously I, I'm melanated. Obviously I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a light, super light, pale person without, you know, melanation. I, I just have a problem with certain terms. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. I like to get to what's the most common universal thing we can get here because human beings, though we're brilliant, we get, we get lost in details real easy. And a lot of times these details are distracting and aren't really solving problems. Okay. Definitely, definitely, definitely. What's bubbling up in my soul is like, what was it that ignited or precipitated for you to like, feel like right now, I'm just going to draw this line and this distinction, given like the climate of what's going on. Like, what was it in you that was like, it's important for people to hear this and to know this right now. Right on. Uh, the number one reason I made the post because is was really to honor the integrity of my spirit. I'm like, I need to say this. I, it doesn't matter who hears it. Doesn't matter what effect it has. I need to say this. So, so I said it, and really, what spawned it was um, just seeing, seeing, and hearing, and and being present during conversations where, um, and I, and I I'll use these terms for the sense of practicality, which all communication should be. When we start to communicate and think our words are absolute is where we get screwed up. So I've seen like a lot of like white folks or it was at that time, there was a lot of white people like having conversations like trying to be pro-black and trying to help out, but the way that they're, and you can tell how people are handling things because of their vocabulary, because of their, the way they represent it. And the way I saw people of color or black people being represented in these conversationalist minds was as being helpless or as being um, less than. And to me, I, I, can't, I can't tolerate that kind of shit. Like I, I heard that enough. Like it was just like, it's like, oh, poor black people. Oh man, we, we gotta help those little babies. And like, I mean, obviously I'm exaggerating. It wasn't quite like that, but it's in the tonality. It's in the attitude. And I think that contributes to the divisiveness when you see the person that you're helping is like a charity case, there's a divide. When you see the person that you're helping as a fellow, there's union. So, yeah. yeah. So that's where I see like the universal reframe gets to be. It's like the come from of everyone. Like I've seen it all. I've seen like being in a room with people that, and yeah, again, so, First and foremost, I believe in a world where like color is a non-issue. If you want to identify as the color that you have been historically identified as, that's your prerogative. But like we have a slate, I can be like, I'm blue, you know, but like more so I'm I like, you know, my spirit, you know, my heart, you can describe me by those things or like even some physical features, you know, but like we elevate beyond that. And also with like the social work part and like the social work ethic i know how to meet people where they are mm -hmm. and like right now the world is like this while also like i'm holding us to get here like i'm not going to bring myself down to here i see you i get it i can talk to you on this level 
It's like, I've said this now three times, it feels like in three days. It's like that Ram Dass seven levels of consciousness or like the seven levels in which we can interact with each other. And it's like some people with this whole thing, they're like level one. Some of us are like level two, level three. Some of us are like level five. Some of us think that we're at level seven, but we're just escaping and avoiding, but we're really like sleep as fuck at level one, right? So it's like, wherever you fall, you fall. And I love you and I have compassion, you know, like I'm over here working on like making sure that I stay elevated so I can support the people that I'm here to support. And like, Mm -hmm. whenever you're ready, you can come too. So like, I feel like I've been in the rooms going back. I've been in the rooms with like white and white people, like literally before this all went down, like we weren't able to have graduation. I was in the bridge. It's like building bridges. Yeah. I did building bridges, which was like forever weeks long, like literally forever weeks long. And at the end of it, we weren't able to have our graduation dinner because COVID was shutting everything down. So it like rear ended right into all of this stuff. But in there, we were talking about all of these issues that's like out in the world right now. We were talking about the white supremacy, white privilege, um, like the the disparities, the like the, the, the rate in which women are dying in hospitals, the rate in which black people are being imprisoned, incarcerated, unfair treatment and all of that stuff. And I mean, like we would break up into black caucuses once, white caucuses once, but then we were all together. Like for the most part, it was all of us together. So like I could just watch these people and like how the emotion would spike, how the guilt would spike. And it's like taking on the, the, like, the, the sins and the triumphs of our ancestors. And then like right now we're trying to sift through it. And so there gets to be like, okay, like this calling a spade a spade and then reframing it to like, we get to come together. People of color are gonna have their emotions. Black people are gonna have their emotions. Indigenous people are gonna have their emotions because there's been so much harm, rape, all of that. And then white people are gonna have their emotions because like there are some that wish that they weren't born white, right? Like they're like, wait, I didn't come into this, like this guilt and all of this stuff. And then there's some that like are just blind. Like, I don't get it, I don't understand. I don't get it, I don't understand. But then there are also some that have been doing this work. And like, it's those people that are kind of like creating the bridges, like the true bridges. And so like, I know that there are these weavers that are really supporting with all of this stuff that's going on. But I also know that there's this large container that people aren't really like, they're more so with that stagnant energy. They just want these conversations to keep going. So they have a job for a lack of like a better thing. They have something to argue about for a lack of a better way of saying it. They have something and it's just a distraction, right? So it's like, when I first came here and I was finding myself around all of these people and like trying to be placed in these boxes, I'm like, are you guys talking about like how to actually bridge this? Like how to process your emotions, how to process that unhealed trauma, how to process that like racial trauma, which is a real thing so that you can actually like come together in a room or are you guys just trying to build islands and more separation, you know? And that's like, that's where the mental health professionals come in. That's where the spiritual healers come in and all of that. Cause I really feel like that's the medicine. And so like, I'm seeing it all. And I'm also like, okay, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. And this is where we get to go. But it's all up to like everyone in their individual places of how quickly we're going to get there. Right. Right. <sighs> <laughs> I just had a whole book, a whole book. A whole That's what book. we're living. <laughs> 
it's so it's so heavy and also just like beautiful when we stand back from it and don't get caught up in it mm -hmm. yeah how are you feeling what's that how are you feeling oh so good excited um really appreciating that just the knowledge that um that the state that the the world is in usually i don't speak in these times these kinds of terms but it's it's true but i'm just excited that the state that the world is in it's really activating uh a lot of initiators and and, and game changers so i'm just happy to connect and see that happening here yeah yeah so let's talk about your programs your coaching when you say that you're coaching and all of that stuff like what it's looking like what you're working on right now right on. So I've taken a back seat with, um, I was doing a lot of course development for a few years, um, various courses on marketing and spirituality and things like that. And those have been largely available online. Um, uh, I amassed about 5,000 or so students and, uh, but I really wasn't getting the financial traction that I wanted. I love, love helping people. And at the same time, you know, putting out a great deal of energy. It's great when there's a return on that investment, just like nature works that way. Mm -hmm. Plant a seed. You're not just going to get back one seed, <laughs> many fruit with many seed. So, yeah. so, you know, nature, nature is my, uh, is my, is my original mentor. So, um, so I, I changed that more to offering more premium services, which just basically, more one-on-one -on -one time with people who mostly my students are people that um they're already successful in business but they've got that creative drive and really want to clarify what their creative calling is and bring that to fruition so so that's mainly what i've been doing on on the one-on-one -on -one front um also helping a couple people really delve into their social media not so much the technical side but how they present it's called super presence um and it's really it warps and shifts everything because it's a it's a generative place so that's a lot of fun helping helping people find out like what's the bottom line for them what's non-negotiable um what what's what do they want to be part of their legacy who do they want to work with who do they not want to work with so getting clear on stuff like that and then watching people bring it to fruition is very rewarding. So, mm. um, yeah. And then it's, I mean, that's as far as working with people, but as far as like, you know, having multiple streams of income is a great thing. And, and, and have these new, uh, advancements have allowed me to start like learning, um, options trading and crap like that. So that's, that's, that's fun. So. Okay. Speak more into that because I'm like, is that what my brother's doing? My brother's on some trade stuff right now too. So speak to share with us a little bit more about the trading. Part. Okay, so I super noob, um, and I've had some success in the stock market recently, and I'm shifting into uh, options trading because as I'm learning, you can uh, you have a little more leverage as far as starting with less capital and potentially making more uh, gains. Um, yeah, and basically, as far as options trading, you don't have to actually own the shares that you're trading. You just, it's a contract. 
it's really complex. <laughs> I could do it okay, no okay, just okay, okay. I could do okay. it no justice trying to explain it, okay. except that there's potential to make money, but it requires a good deal of focus. And so I, I've you know awarded the time to do that. So yeah. On the same thread, I'm just gonna throw this out there. No clue if you if you know anything about it, but like mm -hmm. this whole Nasara, like cashless, uh, like crypto is the devil, like all of these different things are socially like our um not our social, but like our economy, like financial, like how it's all changing potentially, how this could be like the biggest time ever, like the dollar's losing its value, you need to get gold, like. Tell me anything that you are aware of or that's like moving in your space around that whole thing. Right on. I think it's interesting, like sci-fi and, and, and fear-mongering fear and, and religious mythology are so powerful. And I think they really do um, prophesy what, what is to come to some degree. Uh, very early on in, in, my, uh, in my life, I entered Christianity for a little while and there was always this mark of the beast, mark of the beast, da 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 da. I was like, oh man, it, that's a thing. It's in revelations, you know? <laughs> and um, so it's neat to have detached from, from that, um, from that indoctrination. And then decades later to see uh, that there really is that kind of shift happening. And, and I think it's really a natural thing. Um, I think there's value in it. I th in it from a practical point of view, to be aware of what's happening, to look at patterns and to, to kind of guess like, okay, well, where are things going with that? I, would, I wouldn't give financial advice because um, I'm, only, I'm only good at making money a couple ways. And, uh, but yeah, I, I would definitely invest in some crypto. The dollar, uh, a lot of the reading that I've been doing in, in multiple markets, it's just like, it's cash, cash money seems to be going away slowly and there's a lot of movement a lot of movement at the higher levels and i'm not talking conspiracy i'm talking about actual companies that are investing billions in, in research and infrastructure for a, a cashless society so it's not unheard of okay so do you feel because that's like it's like the rich get richer but also i believe in that like shifting to where like we are getting ready to enter this time where like everybody can win like everybody can eat we can all have what we need and more right like i don't care if it's like fantasy or just like dreaming or like calling it in as a premonition but like when you see that action happening like you see all of these ceos being dropped like you do have to question you're like okay what's happening if these people are making these moves like what do we need to be doing right and what information do they have that we don't have and then it's like is it just the those beings the the ex powers that be like that used to be like how we would speak about these beings like powers that be but like right. people who are well off you know and can make these moves and can be ahead of the curve like is it just another move to control our money to control like our movement like for banks to have more control because that's something that i've been seeing as well like it's been split between my friends it's like no this is actually good you need to pay attention and you need to be making your financial moves as you you see fit or you need to start reading up on it and learn or it's like no this is not good cash is king you must have cash they're gonna control everything you know so yeah yeah 
you know, cash is good if people take it. You know, you could have all the cash in the world, but if nobody wants to take it for the thing that you're trying to exchange it for, and I'm not making an argument, I'm just, that's just a, that's just matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. it's just wild. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Um, I, I think the narrative around money has to change. And I, I think, especially people like in, in communities similar to ours, um, like folks that are, that are heart based that, or want to make a difference. It's not the material first. Like we're talking about human experience and then cosmic evolution at the same time. Um, but I think the idea, the narrative, the function of money has to change for us in a large way. We need to stop attaching it to status and identity and things like that. And really identity is just a, is a huge mess. And that's why I'm such a, a, a stickler with the terms that we use um, because our, our terms are what represent what we're working with in, right. in this middle ground of spirit and, and matter. So I, I don't know, that was, that was a little bit of a side, but um, yeah, the, the money thing, be educated about it. I, in the past uh, couple of years, I just like repaired the shit out of my credit. I can't tell you like how um, freeing that is like to have like, and I was torn with it. I was like, Oh, why am I going to mess with that? Do I really need credit? I'll just have so much cash. I could throw it at anything, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, being a part of this system, I have to recognize, you know, what's the relationship? You know, am I going to ignore it or am I going to utilize it in a way that serves my divine purpose? And yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You know, instead of being denied something so I could further my business or help out people I love, now I can be granted access to the resources. You know, it's about being resourceful. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. credit, money, spirit, energy, time. Yeah, yes, the the portal of the ultimate abundance. I I speak on and teach on uh, money mindset. Mm. It's like a pillar in my programs, and also like wealth consciousness and clearing poverty mindset and like the vows of poverty that we've taken and so many people in the heart centered business space have like written their vow to be broke forever and that money is bad you know so it's like that's a spell that gets to be like a hex that gets to be cleared about that gets to be broken and so there's like spiritual surgery around that and clearing and it's also like money is a relationship like if you're off in the relationship with money where or the other areas that you're off in your relationship with or how are you out of alignment to where you're not showing up as fully and it's like creator source-centered abundance and so um i work with so i have like my business and then i partner with this other badass being that's in california and she works with thriving studios or she works we bring into the container studios that are not thriving to then shift them into thriving and so um a lot of people come and they're just like I, I don't pay myself or I'm only making a, I'm only paying myself a thousand dollars. And it's like, no, like your income reflects your impact, you know? So it's like, that's all that it is. It's like, you're reaching your people, you're opening up to receive. So people are coming to you and then that's reflected in dollars and bills in your account. You know, like it's a lot of that, like, Oh, but I feel love for doing what I'm doing. I'm like, but how are you giving from a cup that's full and joyful and pleasurable? If you're broken, you don't know how you're going to pay your bills and you're living with that stress that comes with like 
poverty and not having like those Maslow hierarchy of needs being able to be met. Like, it's like this hell that we just put ourselves in that's just like swirling with lies. And it's like, we gotta get you out of there. Let's just get out. So um, that's my hope for everyone, us all, is that we just continue to like, to beef up our wealth consciousness and like be in that source centered abundance. And it's raining and it sounds so nice. It's been raining yeah, I've got the, day. I've got the thunder. <laughs> yeah. nice. Oh my gosh. So yes, yeah, so okay. I wanna speak about your ideal, like the ideal person. We call them soulmate clients, but like the, the ideal person that's like, yeah, I need to hit up Bodhi because this is what I need support with. So like, who is that person? Right on. Thanks for asking. So um, if, if you're somebody who is frustrated because you know that you could be doing more or that, you, that there's more for you to do, that there's something for you to fulfill, if you've reached a level of success and you feel plateaued and you need to there's something bursting in you to go beyond that. You're like, cause you don't, <laughs> you're tired of wasting time. Um, those are people I love to work with people that are more dedicated than me to their success. Because there was a time when I used to want my clients to succeed more than they did. Let me tell you that does not work. Um, so the people that, that I, that I work with and who are ideal for me are, they're on a mission and nothing's going to get in their way. No, they would do it without me. They only do it with me because it's better <laughs> because it saves time and because of what they learn and their experience about themselves and their potential. Beautiful. Beautifully. <laughs> so how do they find you? Where, where are you at? Mainly I'm on, I'm on, um, mainly it's Instagram and Facebook right now. Um, I've taken a back seat. I realized I was putting in so much work in my website and I didn't need to. I, I really didn't need to. <laughs> like, you know, it was, it was just kind of spinning my wheels. So, um, yeah, Instagram, I'm Bodie Horn. And uh, also on uh, Facebook, you can look me up, Bodie Horn. I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. Okay, perfect. So people reach out to him if it feels aligning, your soul is calling. And I have two more questions for you. Mm -hmm. One is, Tell us three random things that like most people, they may know, but they're like close to you, but like no one would ever just assume like, oh, these three things are associated with Bodhi. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Uh, we'll make this, I don't know why this came to mind. It'll, it'll be a fun one. It's a dangerous one. Dang, why am I going there? I almost burned down the house when I was like 12 years old. I was, I know some people think, when I tell this story, people think I'm crazy. I was chasing my sister from a safe distance with an aerosol flamethrower. I know this is terrible. <laughs> but we were playing. She's fine. We're all fine. Anyways, I, I cut the corner and, and I hit these dry plumes that my mother had in the corner and they went up so fast. I was like, wow. I had to think quick. I threw them on the ground, started stomping on them. I went and grabbed the comforter. I put it out, saved the whole house, saved the whole family. And, uh, yeah, boy, was dad pissed. So that's, that's one thing a lot of people don't know about me. That's exciting. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Another thing, uh, I was in, a, I was in a, a Discovery Channel documentary about secret societies, the secrets of secret societies. Um, um, it was, yeah, that was, that was pretty interesting. So that was quite some time ago. And, um, yeah, just, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Like I said, my... Questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were you in a cult? 
were like what like what were your what was your position in this discovery channel documentary or whatever it was show okay to answer your first question um in a cult i've probably been in a well actually i know i've been in a couple um because like i said at 13 i got that library card and i realized there's a lot of different things to explore and so i entered into most of these things from a journalistic point of view uh, even at 15 i was going to like different sects of different religions and so yeah i yes i've been <laughs> different cults um have I bought into any of them or, or am I a devout follower? No, not in any sense. Um, just because I don't think that any book or any person has it all, you know, the, the, um, so yeah, I don't know if that answered that. Yeah, it did. Okay. <laughs> I have an episode on cult communities and how to escape them or how to leave them. Oh, here. that's necessary and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Mm -hmm. Oh, number three, some, most people don't know about me. What's the third one? Um, what's the third, some people don't know about me. Um, dang, I don't know. <laughs> There's gotta be something that people don't know about me. Oh, I've got hypergraphia. Um, hypergraphia, I, I've, for a long time, I've, I do a lot of writing, like a lot. A lot of writing. Oh, can I show you something? Yes. You, yeah, let's, let me show you. <laughs> Bodhi will be right back. He has left his chair and he's going to grab something. I'm going to sip my tea. Okay, so I love writing. I just uh, notebooks and notebooks and notebooks, and um, which is not really uncommon. But one thing a lot of people don't know is sometimes I write really tiny and. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, I and you can read that. Yeah, there's about seven lines to one college-ruled line, so that a lot of people don't know I do that. That's like the one that makes me want to ask so many questions, but it's more like, it would be more on the psychological assessment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I feel like there's a lot to that. That's intense, okay. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I definitely know you more. And so my final question is like from your heart to the hearts of everyone, what is like your message that you want people to know and hear and to hold forever? Forever and ever. It is, it is my, until I learn how to better articulate it, it is my ultimate hope that every person understands flirt with explores and discovers that they're more powerful than they have ever been led to believe anything on this earth that is pointed to explicitly or implicitly said you're this powerful i promise you are far more powerful than that yeah mm. huh. thank you for joining us today thank fun. you so much shauna it's been so much fun. I really, I really appreciate this. And I love the, the energy that you're bringing in the, the ferocity and the beauty and the, and the, and the realness. So thank you so much. Ah, it is my pleasure. And you guys, thank you so much for checking in and dropping in today on this. I am sovereign podcast. And remember that you are sovereign. I am sovereign. We are sovereign and remain in the light and remember that you are holy, which means that you are whole. 
and you are holy, which means you are of the divine and you are innocent, which means you are pure and nothing can take that away. It is always, always, always so. So have a great day and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. And that's a wrap on today's I Am Sovereign podcast. And remember, I am sovereign. I am sovereign. I am sovereign. And I choose sovereignty now. And so it is. Until next time, stay bold, stay powerful, stay in the truth. And if you feel called to work with me in the sovereign containers that I hold in the world, you can book a consult with me, a freedom breakthrough consult, and we can see if the 12-week sovereign initiation is the right track for you. And I look forward to seeing you guys out there in the world on this sovereign.